It's time for Sports Wrap on 760 WJR. All right, this is the wrap on 760 WJR. To a car phone we go. Dave, thanks for hanging on. You're on 760. Gentlemen, and Steve and Dan, you got the chemistry. It's cooking. Presented by FanDuel. Download the FanDuel Sports app today. FanDuel, more ways to win. Are you calling us from your office? I'm doing Sports Center tonight with Are you uh, really? Dan Patrick. Yes. Well, I'm very impressed. By the way, give Dan our best. He's a good man. And, I will. Uh, hey, uh, hey, Dan. Chuck Swirsky says hi. This is the best sports rap has ever been, in my opinion. Now, here's your host, Chris Renwick. Woo! Big round of applause for Troy Weaver. Making moves. How about that? Cade Cunningham coming to Detroit. I, again, I, I, I'm excited about this. This not, not only am I excited about Cade, the player, what he brings on the hardwood, what he will provide this team in terms of points, minutes, offense, defense, this kid's the whole package. But the other thing here is the kid wants to be here. He wants to be in Detroit. He knows that this team is on the upswing. You can see it. And and the fact that he's willing to throw on the buffs, willing to willing to to ingrain himself in this community is a really big deal. Because we've seen it across other platforms. We've seen it in other leagues. Guys are saying, I'm not gonna play for X team. I'm not playing for them. If they draft me, I'm not playing. I'm not gonna sign. I'm not playing. But Kate is different, different guy, different mentality. Different approach. This kid gets it. And after winning the lottery, Troy Weaver, uh, uh, by all accounts, did his due diligence. Which I'm I'm also excited for. It wasn't just like, you know, 10 minutes after they win the lottery, Troy Weaver's calling Cade saying, hey, pack your bags, find a place here in Metro Detroit, you're coming. He did his due diligence. He looked at other players, talked to other guys, explored trade options. And at the end, Troy Weaver, who I have explicit faith in, goes out and drafts Cade Cunningham, number one at Oklahoma State. It's very exciting. And and you talk about a six foot eight winger, athletic. Can can cut into the paint, drive the hoop, uh, and and he's an underrated defender. This this guy is it, and I'm excited about it. And, and Nick, I know uh, we had talked about this a lot on the show. We had talked a lot about it, uh, you know, on WJR. But but I think that this was kind of the slam dunk no brainer. And after Troy Weaver did his due diligence, I think he came to that conclusion too. Were you worried at one point? Well, sure. Yeah, of course I was worried. I mean, worried in this I mean, worried in the sense that look, in the sense that maybe there was a flaw in Cade or maybe there was something in in his profile that they didn't like. But at the end of the day, he still would have been the number 1 spot. He still would have been the number 1 player off the board. But that wasn't the case. The fact of the matter is this kid is is going to get better. I think he's going to be in a force 
in the association. I think he's going to be a force in this organization. I think based on on some of the 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 comments that Troy Weaver had after the pick was look, he, this guy is going to bring this team together even more so. He's a he's a continuity guy. He likes everybody to be involved. He's he's you know the opposite of selfish. This guy will do anything that it takes to win. If that means he scores one point a night, he's going to score one point a night, and as long as they get the dub at the end, he's happy about it. I mean, that's the chemical makeup of Kate Cunningham, and that's exactly what this team needs right now. I do think that he's going to need to be a little more selfish, though, in the NBA. I agree. I, I think the unselfishness sometimes can be a detriment to the player or the team. I mean, you drafted him one hey, overall. You don't want him to shy away from the moment or or get, pass the ball almost too much. No, and I think a lot of that will come once you get yourself involved. I think a lot of that will come. And 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 he and look at Oklahoma State. It, it, that was not the case. I mean, he he wanted the ball in his hands in big moments. He wanted to be the guy, um, but there are situations where he's an he's an unselfish teammate. He'll get his other guys involved if that's what if that's what it takes, and I think that's a that's a a huge positive in his column. And and look, I I think when you start looking at what else they did Thursday night, uh, they 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 make a deal to trade Mason Plumley, the thirty seventh pick. Uh, and they send that to the Hornets, and they get the 57th pick back. And we'll get to that in a minute. That's important because Mason Pumley was making over $8 million a year. So you look at that and go, well, geez, they, they traded a player. They, they traded a higher draft pick and got one lower in return. It was a, it was a, a salary shed is what that was. And I want to I want to I want to talk about a couple of the other the other picks last night, because on top of Cade Cunningham, which was the dazzler, um, they go out in the second round with the number forty two pick, and they go get a guy who around here people know. They go and get Michigan's Isaiah Livers, another winger, six seven, uh, shoots forty three percent from behind the arc. Reuniting with, of course, John Beeline, who's got a role in the Pistons organization now, uh, as as uh, in the in the player development side of things. And again, you get a guy who is uh, can be a, a lights out shooter at times, good team guy, uh, and you bring him in at the top of the second round again. Another nice pick. I don't know if Isaiah Livers will be an immediate impact player. But he's a good depth guy, at least initially. And I I find that pick to be really appealing for the Pistons, too. Yeah, you can't you can never have enough shooters. I, I think he's gonna play immediately. Uh he's not gonna play a ton, but you you mentioned forty three percent from three. That's what you need in the NBA. You just can't ignore that. Yeah. Um I, I think John Beeline's role in this can't be understated. Yep. He's a winner and you gotta give him credit. He Got injured at the end of last season, so maybe that kind of slid his stock a little bit. I think mm-hmm. I think he's a steal in the second round. I yeah, mean, I, he, I think I think if he didn't get injured, he's a at least mid round pick, mid mid first round pick. Yeah, 
I'm not sure. I mean, you make the argument with with his shooting percentages, especially from three. That's a that's a really uh, attractive trait for a lot of yeah. NBA teams. Going back a, a couple weeks ago, though, we were talking about Hunter Dickinson, and I was watching this draft, and I I just see name after name after name coming off the board. And I'm thinking, am I crazy to think Hunter Dickinson wouldn't have gone already in the first round? Questioning his decision to go back to I'm not questioning his decision, but. No, but you're questioning right. his I mean, evaluation in the NBA draft. Sure, I, I think he would have been taken in the first round. Well, that's interesting. Uh, well, how about this one? You want to talk about somebody at the po- at, at in the post that the Pistons took unanimous National Player of the Year, and, and Troy Weaver saw something. And look, we know the Big Ten Conference is a good basketball conference. We know that uh, they've had a couple disappointing back to back seasons in the in the tourney. Um, but there's a lot of talent in, in the Big Ten. So they go out and get Isaiah Livers at 42 and uh, come back a little while later at 52 and pick up Iowa's Luca Garza. Again, you talk about where you're picking at in the second round, where your pick lies at 52. Getting Luca Garza, who has a 44% uh, shot make percentage from three and 55% from the field. Luca Garza, again, you want to talk about a steal. Luca Garza at 52 is a steal. Yeah, I'm not so sure. I, oh. I, I don't think his game translates to the NBA. I don't know how you play him defensively. He can't guard. I mean, he's a center. He can't guard other teams' centers. He's not quick enough. He's going to get beaten the pick and roll uh, pretty regularly on the defensive end. Yes, he's a great offensive player. I don't know who he plays with on the floor, honestly. Well, it's a valid point. Again, I don't know what his role is initially. But what is he, seven foot? Almost seven foot? I mean, maybe that part of the game develops. 6'11". Again, at the, at where they're at, at 52, I love, I love the pick at 52. Uh, and then I told you, that the Pistons went out and traded Mason Plumley in their uh, mid-30s pick, and they landed the 57th pick in that trade. Again, that was a salary dump on, from Mason Plumley's perspective. Uh, and they bring in uh, Balsa Copervisa from Florida State. And now, again, another center, seven-one. Uh, um, not the most physical player. Again, uh, when you're when you're when you want somebody in the post, you want there to be a little physicality. He's not quite that. Um, averaging about nine points and and just under six rebounds a game as a sophomore. Um, he had a nice uh, showing in the ACC tournament. I uh, had fourteen points, ten and a half rebounds, and three blocks. So there is a there there is perhaps some growth there for Copervisa. That we could see again. I don't. I don't see him being um, a guy that's going to be an impact player uh, initially. But he could. There's a. There's a possibility that he develops. And again, you look at what uh, Troy Weaver had done last year in his draft, and you, you, you. There were some question marks about some of the guys that he brought in. If there's one thing we know about Troy Weaver, he can identify talent. He can scout talent. And we know that Isaiah Livers has talent. We know that Luca Garza's got some skills. Copervisa playing in the ACC with Florida State. 
Uh, that was a nice little program. They've been on a nice little run lately. Um, again, I, I just don't see that he's he's a guy, an impact player immediately. But again, value picks. Yeah, talk about the value. Talk about guys value. Are. I mean, he went to a powerhouse uh, prep school in Florida, Montverde Academy. He tra- He bounced around in high school. He was the 20th ranked player at one point in his high school class. And then kind of right before signing day, he dropped to like the 80th ranked player in the class. So I don't know if something, I don't think something happened where he would drop 60 spots, but he was once highly touted going in, uh, into college. His, his parents were both basketball players who uh, played together on the national team in uh, Slovakia. He's already played on the national team in Slovakia. I, I think it's a good flyer. And uh, yeah, mean, there's, there's no harm in the pick from where, where it was at. No. No, I agree. So look, I, I'm I'm excited. I'm just I'm excited where this where where this team is headed. And this isn't this is a new Pistons team. I mean, we're, we're seeing kind of a new era here where you've got now, um, you know, you got two uh, two guys on the all rookie team last year, three rookies that made immediate impacts on this team last year, and you've got a guy like Cade who's going to be an immediate starter. You've got Isaiah Livers, who has a real opportunity to make the team uh, and and be a contributor. And and this is a, a young team. This is a young uh, core of, of really talented players. And again, I, I'm excited. I'm excited where this team is going. Now, are, are they in a are they in a position now where they need some veteran leadership? Are they in the market for somebody who can who can come in and kind of show these guys the way on the court? I think yes. But I think this team is is a season away here. I really do. I think they're a season away from being real contenders in the East. I don't think it's coming next year. I think you give these guys another season, bring in Cade, let them gel, and I think we're going to see some really special things down at LCA on the hardwood. Very excited. All right, we got more sports wrap coming up next. Chris Renwick, Nick Roddy here on WJR. Now back to more sports wrap. Presented by FanDuel. Download the FanDuel Sports app today. FanDuel, more ways to win. Here's Chris Renwick. All right, welcome back. Media day here at the Mac at Ford Field. And... We've got a you got a Montana boy here. That's exactly right. And I, yeah. I, I, well, you've been in Michigan now for three years or so, right? Well, I mean, and even prior to that, I was at Michigan State for four oh, years. That's right. And I was at the University of Michigan for a year. So, you well, know, we're going to turn kinda, you into you a Michigander what? here, I, I Jim McElwain. Pretty much a Michigander. Yeah, it yeah. kind of feels that way. Uh, Jim McElwain here, the head coach of the, of the Chippewas. Fire yeah. up chips. Fire up, man! It's, it's great to be here. I tell you, uh, I don't know. Maybe you caught it. Just being able to be here you know as a there's coach. a buzz yeah and but as a coach you're like media days oh my god we're doing this again right you know but for the first time i think what we learned is don't take anything for granted yeah not doing this last year the thing that everybody have went through and and all that to be able to come here and do this you know you kind of like hey you know what this is uh yeah. this is pretty cool yeah uh obviously last year was strange yeah, uh, sh- yeah. COVID shortened season, three games, went three and three. Yeah. Um, I, you know, how did you approach that year? Obviously, with, with the shortened season, I mean, I don't know that anybody was really gunning for, 
you yeah. know, real high lofty expectations. But yeah. it was an interesting year I'm, as a from a coach's perspective that you had to tackle. Well, I think first and foremost, whenever you go out, whatever you do, you you go to win. You know, it doesn't matter. I mean, you 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 compete whether you know you're, you know, it it doesn't matter. You yeah. go compete. Yeah. And uh, for us, I think one of the biggest things was is. Let's take advantage of the fact they're going to allow us to play. You got to realize they said we weren't playing at first, right? And so all of a sudden they say we're playing. Well, now it's like, okay, what's all this stuff we got to go through? Well, let's throw all that away and let's go out and have a good time. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, we were a little bit different. Um, I when we were told that we uh, weren't going to play, I actually gray shirted my whole freshman class. Really. And thinking that, you know yeah. what, uh, you're going to take a, your classes in a dorm room, are you kidding me? Right. And you can't go play or really do anything. So why don't we take advantage of yeah. giving them that extra year on the back end? Well, that was about, you know, it sounded good at the time, right? <laughs> sure. it, you know, it sounded sure. great. And I was like, hey, I'm ahead of the curve here. You know, I Saved the, the athletic department a bunch of money, you know. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. you know, I'm feeling good about myself. And then they said we're going to play. And we're sitting there with 54 players, you know. I mean, right. I'm like, oh, this wasn't probably good. <laughs> but in that, we had a great time because sure. what we did is we actually, a little bit like high school, we, we trained everybody two ways, offensively oh. and defensively. And we actually had guys go two ways at certain times during the year. How did they, they take to that? Oh, they had, it was black. You know, yeah. like I said, I mean, to me it was a chance to go experiment. Sure. A chance to learn more about your guys. You don't get very many opportunities to experiment like no, that. No, not at all. And, uh, you know, we found some guys that, you know, it's like, boy, I screwed up putting this guy <laughs> on that side of the ball. <laughs> Uh, you've got you've got at least on the offensive side ball. You got a lot of guys coming back. Yeah, and, yeah, and a lot of impact players, guys like Daniel Richardson at court. Look, sixty three percent last year. Yeah. It's pretty good. Uh, you got Lou Nichols back and Kobe Lewis back in the backfield. It's going to be impactful. All five linemen are coming back. Yeah, and, that, and that's going to be important too. Talk to me about how you feel about this team coming in because when when you took over the team uh, in two thousand nineteen, right? Yeah, uh, they were coming off an abysmal year. Yeah. one and eleven, I think. It yeah, was. yeah, something like that. Let's so you not, you let's, you let's brought this thing along. Yeah, I was like, and it wasn't me. I want to give you credit. No, I because you, you brought this thing. But when when I took the job, somebody told me they were one and eleven. I said, what I get myself into, right? Sure. But and you know what I got myself into was a great bunch of guys yeah. and a bunch of really good guys that are fun to be around um i i think w- we have really good parts you know we have yeah. we have pieces we have parts that are really really good yeah so is the rest of the league right sure. i think for us how our ability to come together as a whole mm-hmm. is going to be really important yeah. and guys need to step up like uh you know, we're going to get guys double teamed. You know, KP is going to get double teamed sure. out there, right? I mean, Glow Pimpleton, they're going to know where he's at at yeah. all times. Well, somebody else needs to step up, sure. right? One of those parts. Yeah. So we're able to get him, you know, back going. Mm-hmm. And same thing with Troy Harrison. Everybody now coming back, yeah. they're going to be sliding to him, chipping him. Well, we need to get help on the other side. Yeah. So, um, but that being said, um, the great thing about media days, everybody's undefeated. You no know, doubt. We're all undefeated. It's awesome, you know. But I tell you one thing. I think we're pretty good, Yeah. and and I'm looking forward to it. Well, you're going to have a lot of support. Yeah. Uh, there's no doubt. The, the central fan base is for real. Well, getting them back in the stadium, 
you know, we have our new facility, which nobody saw. You know, we, we just moved into it in September. Oh, interesting. And no one's seen it. But it's changed the whole atmosphere of that stadium. Yeah. And I'm telling you, it's a great venue right now. And, and for the fans to come back, see that, support these guys. And, and more importantly, I think, I think the fans took for granted football Saturday. Totally. I did. Yeah. I did. And so, when you lose it, it's yeah. there's this like hole. You don't know how to <laughs> yeah. fill it. No, I'm telling you. I'm not, I don't want to cut the grass anymore. No. <laughs> I got to watch football. That's right. Um, you know, so, you know, you guys have always said, and and coaches, and the, the recruiting is the lifeblood of, of any pro- program. And True. It's not even just recruiting kids out of high school anymore. You're recruiting out of the transfer portal too. Kind of crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Who would have ever thought? No. And you might be recruiting your own players. Sure out of your either the transfer portal or maybe going to the NFL right you know which is great I, I you know I'm all for it but um, it, it the dynamics have changed yeah. Um, and uh, yeah I think it's good you mm-hmm. know I mean and it's something we all have to deal with if, if somebody's unhappy you know well leave yeah. I, I, now you got that you know you have that avenue you're and not you bring somebody in who's to excited to be there that's exactly right yeah. and so you know with that um, I wish all, all of them the best. And, you know, as a coach in general, you know, you just want your kids to be happy. Mm-hmm. And you want your kids to be proud of who they are. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we haven't had a lot of attrition. We've been, you know, fairly lucky mm-hmm. with that. And yet the ones who have, you know, I hope they find what they're looking for. Sure. Um, and I'll be there to support them all the way. Uh, you talk about doing things that's best for them. The NCAA came out with the NIL stuff. Sure. Um, and now a lot of a lot of athletes, not just football or basketball or hockey. I mean, you're talking about among all college athletes are going to be able to, you know, hopefully make a couple uh, uh, a couple bucks here yeah. and there off their name, image, and likeness. What do you think of that? I think it's fantastic. I think yeah. it's a long time coming. Um, you know, you, you know, I've been pretty fortunate to coach at a lot of levels, you mm-hmm. know, including the National Football League and some of the best, you know, college conferences in the country. And you know these kids what they go through for their university um i think it's long overdue now what i hope is they don't get taken advantage of in some situations uh i think our athletic director and our compliance office have done a fantastic job putting programs and education together on what to look for how to promote yourself but more importantly maybe some of the pitfalls that might be out there lurking um and uh, so it, it's been good, and uh, I'm all for it. Yeah. Uh, you got a couple of uh, games going back into uh, some of your old stomping grounds, too. That's Missouri, right. LSU, yeah. you're going down to the swamp. Yeah. Uh, uh, I think these are going to be some good early tests for you. No, it is. And, and, you know, you get to play these games. We missed out on Nebraska and Northwestern mm-hmm. last year, yeah. um, you know. And, and the thing about those games, a uh, uh, university like us, um, obviously, the payday is something that helps run the oh, athletic God. department. I mean, the other sports benefit from us going and doing this, and yet that's all part of the gig. Yeah. But I look for it. I look at it a lot differently. I look at it as an opportunity for our guys sure. to go match themselves against the best, and to go see two great venues. Uh, I got to tell you, Saturday night in Baton Rouge. In case you've it's never wild. been there, I, I, it's. 
I've been able to be in a lot of great stadiums yeah. and a lot of great environments. <laughs> and let me tell you what, it, it's a lot of different times it, of the day. too. Yes, it is pretty awesome. So, um, but, but I think it's good. And, and I, you know, I, I actually want to thank those guys for, yeah. you know, actually scheduling us yeah. and giving us that opportunity. Well, just go down and get a couple dubs. That's Let's all you go. got to do. That's right. Um, by the way, you golfer. Uh, not very well. Okay, well, me either. Yeah. So I'll tell you, there's a couple courses up by you in uh -huh. Pleasant. You got Bucks Run, uh, you got Polecat. Polecat, yeah. You got to go. Fantastic. We, well, courses. we've got our alumni uh, coach or at, alumni at Polecat, uh, at Polecat oh, good. Okay. With, with all our former players good. this Saturday. So, oh, uh, good. Excited as heck about that. Awesome. It'll be the first time we can get our alumni through the building. So we've got a oh, cool. 10 o'clock showing of the new CCC that is a $32.5 million building sitting in the end zone. Awesome. And so it's, and here's what's really cool. And I don't know, I'd love to say it was my idea. Well, just but claim coming it out of, I, I should, <laughs> but I can't. But coming out of the locker room, there's a slab of concrete that sits right there as the guys walk in and out of the locker room. And that slab came off of the old locker room that these former players were in. Oh. So a piece of those former chips are in that new building. That's fantastic. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. Look, we wish you all the best. Thanks, man. Uh, we hope to see you here uh, December 4th. That, you know what? Let's just go ahead and book it. Let's do it. How's that? Done. All right. Jim McElwain. Thank you. Head man over at CMU. Appreciate the time. Now back to more Sports Wrap. Presented by FanDuel. Download the FanDuel Sports app today. FanDuel, more ways to win. Here's Chris Renwick. All right, this is the part of the show where I got to take my I got to take my licking. I got to take my my verbal tongue lashing here from young Nick Roddy. Um, I was buying into the fact that that the the situation unfolding in Green Bay involving Aaron Rodgers and and the front office, it was just not, it was not going in the direction um, that it was, that I guess would lead me to believe that Aaron Rodgers would be back in Green Bay. Well, that's not the case. And he's back with the team for this year. And, and uh, Nick, I, I just want to give you this moment. I want to give you this time uh, to, to to gloat or do what you need to do here oh, because geez. uh i was i was way off on this yeah i have so many people to thank um <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know where to begin honestly no i mean i think my the mom team, yes the team had all the leverage <laughs> he, he didn't he had no leverage in this situation uh the team the, the general manager wasn't going to be the guy who traded Aaron Rodgers out of Green Bay. And no matter what you got back, you just now granted, he's the guy who drafted his replacement, but you just can't you you, you can't trade him. So I, I thought well, the team had oh, well, leverage. Okay. He he I, I, I was mean, either gonna to retire or sit out a season and not get paid. Well, he very he very he said he very much considered retirement. Very yeah, strongly well, he's, he's saying a lot of things. Considered right retirement. Well, that's true. But he he had a press conference this week, and he said uh, he was he did not mince words. He did not he did not talk about um he did not talk in generalities. He was very specific. 
And he said, look, this isn't just a draft day pick. It goes way deeper than that. It wasn't just that they they took Jordan Love. It, it wasn't the, the, the fact that they, it wasn't just a draft day decision where things started going downhill for, for with Aaron Rodgers and the organization. It was the fact that Aaron Rodgers for years, again, this is according to Aaron Rodgers himself, for years he's been he's been asked or he has been asking the organization to use him in a way as a recruiter, use him in a way to, to attract more talent to green Bay, use his agency, his sports agency to, to look at guys in the draft and, and use him as a resource. And he says they just never have. They never have. And so Coming off of an MVP type of year where he where he won the MVP, uh, he just felt like he was not being respected in the sense that that he felt that he should. And and now you've seen them bring in Randall Cobb because Aaron Rodgers wanted Randall Cobb back. Talked about the way that that uh, some of the outgoing guys were treated by the organization. Named a bunch of players. Including TJ Lang said that they were either low balled or just weren't offered extensions. They weren't offered contracts and that he thought that they were treated poorly. I, it just, again, I, I, when he says that he was really contemplating retirement, I, I kind of feel that was the case. I just don't know. I don't know that he ever really would have pulled that trigger. That's all. And that's where I think the organization would have, would have had their hands forced to, to deal them, to move them. Because I was always under the impression that you don't want to be the organization that that just lets Aaron Rodgers waste away, that gets nothing for him. Yeah, but then... You don't want to be that. Yeah, but then that's on Aaron Rodgers. If Aaron Rodgers sat, that's on him. If you trade Aaron Rodgers, that's on you and that's on your legacy forever. So I think, I mean, that's why I thought that he would come back. Um, how many quarterbacks do you think have say in personnel? Very few. And and One. what and what kind of say should they have? I mean uh, well, I mean look, I think I think Tom Brady's got it. In Tampa, did that, he have it in New England? Um I would think he didn't have it in New England. Yeah. But I think he's he's more than got it in, in Tampa Bay. Yeah, for sure. Um, so no, I don't I don't think that that list is extensive. But at the same time, if there is another guy that would that could carry that cachet that 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 has that ability, it probably is Aaron Rodgers. So look, I just wanted to give you the moment. I wanted to give you the time. I wanted I wanted to see you up on the stage giving your uh, your two minute speech. And then have the music cut you off because you're going too long. I just want to give you that moment. Thank you. Because you were right. Um, you know, here's the other thing is, is we got training camp underway now in Allen park and this lions team is different. It's a different, it's a different deal here. I mean, not only you've got, you've got, uh, a, a whole new coaching staff, whole new front office, but you've got new players on the field too. I mean, this is a different lions team now. And, um, you know, we, we've, we've seen the reports of, uh, you know, uh, Dan Campbell doing 
up downs with the guys. You you got Aaron Glenn, the defensive coordinator, just uh, you know he's being very hard on the defense. They they want to develop a a reputation of being a hard nosed defense, and so th- this is where they're starting to to build those tendencies, build those those traits on this team. And you know, I I guess for me, I'm most interested to see how they react to this because a lot of these guys didn't take to the way that the last regime handled themselves on the field, handled themselves on the practice field. So I'm interested to see how the players take to these guys. It, yeah. By all accounts, they, they love this staff. And I think it'll be interesting to see because a lot of what the players under the Matt Patricia, Bob Quinn era didn't like was, was off the field was what they did in the locker room uh, or what did to the locker room or the long meetings and um, the, the changing of the uh, the headquarters in Allen Park to kind of seclude people. or uh, A lot of the negatives around that regime were not on the practice field because you just mentioned, oh, yeah, they want to uh, make a tough defense and, Aaron Glenn's being really hard on the defense. Well, Matt Patricia did the same thing. Yeah. So I think a lot of the changes that we see on the field will be results of things that Dan Campbell and Brad Holmes do inside the locker room and inside Allen Park and and won't be changes they do on the field. Because I I think they go hand in hand. Sure. I think you're exactly right. And I I, I don't mean to to insinuate that Matt Patricia wasn't hard on them on the field because he was. But it's a different style. You've got a different, there's a different approach here now. And so, again, I'm just interested to see how these guys take to it. Now, more specifically, um, you know, I think all eyes go to Jared Goff and, and who he's going to be for this team uh, and, and how he develops with some of the, the talent around him. I mean, the, I think I think in terms of what we're seeing up front, you've got a really... Um, solid offensive line. I mean, I think there's room for them to improve, which is exciting. I think you got a really nice running back room. Uh, and you've got some guys there that can run the football. Uh, you know, obviously I think they, they've lost talent at the wide receiver position, but again, it's, it, this is kind of where I'm going to look to Jared Goff to see, can he make some of these guys better? Can he, can he make some of these receivers? Can he put them in a position to make plays? So, again, we're not going to see a lot out of training camp, but you're going to see the foundation laid. And I'm, I'm excited to see where this goes. Because I really like the bravado and the, the characteristics that this staff is bringing. More on Sports Rep next. Now back to more Sports Rap. Presented by FanDuel. Download the FanDuel Sports app today. FanDuel, more ways to win. Here's Chris Renwick. So, you know, one of the, 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 I guess, I don't know, what is it? The, the sayings here in Detroit is former Lions coaches, they just never get jobs again. It's like this is the, the where they come to die, basically, right? Isn't that the joke? Um, well, uh, we, of course, we have Matt Patricia as a, I don't know, Nick. What what is he exactly? He's like a like an analyst, right? He's like a like an assistant coach. 
He doesn't have a position group, I don't think, does he? Yeah, no. He's a special assistant to the head coach, I yeah. think. Okay. So he doesn't have a real role. Uh, but now so it doesn't really count. Right, it doesn't count. <laughs> uh, but now we do have a member of the former regime hired on uh, in a more uh, substantial role, we'll call it. Uh, former Lions general manager Bob Quinn has been hired by the Cleveland Browns as a senior consultant to their football operations department. Um, he's got, uh, what is he, two years left on his deal with the Lions. Uh, and he was in the running, I believe, for a position, um, was it with Jacksonville? They were considering him for a gig. Uh, earlier this year, I think. I think it was Jacksonville. Um, but now he lands in Cleveland, of all places. Uh, and and I'm just, I Nick, I'd love to get your thoughts on on what you think, what you make of this. Like, what what's his role when you hear as a consultant in the front office? What 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 is he going to be doing in Cleveland? I think he's probably pretty much like what John Dorsey, the former Cleveland general manager, is doing in Detroit for Brad Holmes. Um, just probably looking at players, both in the in the NFL and in the draft, just kind of helping in any way he can. I, I think it's a good move for both parties. I mean, I think Bob Quinn did some good things and did some bad things, obviously, which is why he was ultimately fired, but It's interesting to see that he got a job in Cleveland and not in New England, where Matt Patricia went back. So, Correct. Um, you got to give him credit on on getting that at least. No, it's true. So it'll be interesting to see how how this shakes out for for both Bob Quinn and and Cleveland. I mean, Cleveland is certainly a team over the last couple of years that have been they've been on an upswing. I mean, you, you talked about. You know that that team being led by Baker Mayfield, but they've got a lot of talent on that team. Yeah, they and don't. So, yeah, they don't no, really just, need. I, I, they don't really need anything right now. So it's not like he's going to go into a rebuild. I mean, th- this is a team on very much on the rise. He, they're yeah. they could be a favorite in their division, um, if not, or they'll, they'll at least be a favorite to go to the playoffs as a wild card. So. Um, it's not like he's stepping into a rebuild where he's got to do a ton of work. So he's probably just there to learn and and uh, get better, hopefully for his next job, I guess. What do you make of the fact that he didn't go back to New England? Uh, I'm not surprised. I, I don't know if I don't know what good that does for a guy like Bob Quinn. Mm-hmm. Well, because you know, if you're trying to advance your career, I, I don't know that that going back to New England is really going to help you. Branching out and finding some new uh, opportunities in the NFL I think is probably a good thing. But you're right, Cleveland's on the rise. They got they got a they got a really nice core that they can work through. So maybe uh, Bob Quinn's outlook here is let's see if we can find find guys to help us so improve. So is is that uh, curse broken now? Both Bob Quinn and Martin Mayhew have jobs in the NFL is the curse broken well and so did uh what's his name Schwartz yeah he was a defensive coordinator for the Eagles too and I think he was in the running for some head coaching jobs uh also this offseason 
Uh, all right, we will be back with you tomorrow on Sports Wrap. Have yourself a nice rest of your Saturday. We'll talk to you then. Chris Renwick, Nick Roddy here on WJR.